way, people. October 22nd, 2022. Welcome to Kelsman. I'm Calvin Elp. And I'm Hannah Spirit. It has been about six days since episode 75 dropped where Dr. James Thorpe from the US challenged New Zealand's Dr. Nikki Turner to a debate on the Kelsman Media platform or indeed any other platform she so desires to see if her facts and evidence stacks up against his. He is sure that it does not. In fact, he's gone so far as to basically call her a liar and basically infer that she is murdering people by continuing to push a failed narrative that's been proven time and time again with facts and evidence that that is the case and of course for those of you who haven't seen that episode yet please go back and watch it because it is the fact that nikki turner who is the doctor who's the lead at the immunization advisory committee advising the new zealand government and the mainstream media medical establishment she actually says that this COVID-19 vaccine slash bioweapon is safe and effective for pregnant women. And Dr. James Thorpe says that is absolutely not true. And it's a really important piece to go and watch. And in this episode, Dr. James Thorpe goes further and he lays out all his evidence, all his statistics, all his data as to why Dr. Nikki Turner is so wrong. So thank you to all of you who emailed that first episode uh, or that part one of this interview with Dr. James Thorpe to, to Nikki Turner and you've all pushed her to come on this platform uh, or mainstream media because of course it is mainstream media who is yelling all sorts of uh, finger pointing misinformation, disinformation at people like Dr. James Thorpe and yet we have the NZDSOS and other experts here in the country who have not been given a right of reply to all the mainstream media experts that go on mainstream. Uh, but we need both sides on a platform discussing the facts and we apologize ahead of time for the quality and every now and then we'll uh, uh picture would freeze we were in a location that is basically not third world but almost fifth world when it comes to communications of that kind but the information there is valuable you can hear the sound very well uh trust me you will want this information especially if you are looking at becoming a mother or indeed um have children and of course if you are wondering why calvin and i bother to do any of this calvin has five beautiful children and two gorgeous granddaughters himself and uh i used to run a home-based childcare business before i started speaking out publicly telling the truth and i absolutely adore children i think the children are the future um and you know it was a passion of mine uh before covid started i was also running playgroups and really encouraging mums to enjoy the journey of motherhood because it is so valuable those first uh, seven years um, and especially those first three years are just so precious they go by so quickly and it's such a monumental time for actually sh shaping a child's consciousness and it's it's so valuable and and this is why I'm so keen to get people to understand that taking this experimental gene therapy bioweapon is not ideal. So if you've had one or two um, and you think about getting the booster, please listen to Dr. James Thorpe before you actually go and get any more jabs because um, this information is vital and it needs to get around. So please share this interview far and wide. And of course, stay tuned for some updates and some good news at the end of this interview. Check it out. Can can we just can we just ask you because critics will say 
and they are saying it here in New Zealand that doctors aren't being censored, doctors aren't being silenced, doctors are allowed to come out and say whatever they want. I mean, here in New Zealand, anybody, you know, a doctor who's come out and said something that goes against the mainstream narrative regarding COVID and the vaccine, they're hauled up in front of the medical council. What what is happening to doctors and are they being censored or is this some sort of misinformation, disinformation that's being spread? Oh, this, uh, we, every single physician and nurse in the United States of America, I can't speak for Australia, although in New Zealand, but I know enough to know that it's worse down there than it is up here. But every single physician and nurse in the United States of America for now, well over a year, have been under a formal gag order that was sent to every physician, every nurse in the United States of America. And it's interesting that there's about a hundred different agencies, the board agencies, the credentialing boards, the, um, they've, and I'll, I'll call them out, the American Board of OBGYN is mine. Um, and then there's the Federation of State Medical Boards that was mentioned in the American Board of OBGYN. By the way, I was part of that organization much earlier in my career. And I was actually, I, I worked with them for a year. So, you know, I, I know these people, but, but also the American Board of Medical Specialties were mentioned. There's a publication called um, um, basically, um, let's see, Patient Betrayal and the Corruption of Healthcare Informed Consent and the Physician-Patient Relationship. And that was published in March or April of this year. And um, I, would, I will send you a copy of that. But if there's any question about whether or not we were under a gag order, a formal gag order, let me make it very clear. This is a massive treatise that I publish with uh, 19 or so other co-authors from around uh, North America, including the United States and Canada, including attorneys. This is a massive medical legal, uh, an incredible publication, peer reviewed and published. We outline very carefully the nature of the gag order, how it was put out, why it was put out, and in no uncertain terms, it is in place. And they are doubling down harder to push the vaccine even more, just like you uh, did, Dr. Turner, um, which is so wrong. It, it's so wrong that you're doing this. You have a lot of blood on your hands, Dr. Nikki Turner. Um, and and you, will, you will face judgment either from your creator at the end of the day, or hopefully before then with civil and criminal charges in the courts. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a complete abrogation of, of truth. We are being suppressed. The, the threat was this, if you spread misinformation regarding COVID-19, that was it. And you know, the four brilliant attorneys that were on this paper, they, they actually, there were many other attorneys that, that didn't want to be on the paper and physicians that couldn't afford to be on the paper for exposure, but they clearly documented that the American Board of OBGYN notification to their other constituents, of which I'm one, was for the one sole purpose for one reason, to eliminate vaccine hesitancy. Uh, why did they do that? They do that, they did that, and history will show that they did that 
because the Department of uh, Health and Human Services in the United States government, um, through the Department of Health and Human Services, created what they called the CCC, the COVID-19 Coalition Corps. And that was created early in 2021. And early in 2021, with the United States of America being the leader of this vanguard because of, of this uh, false um, pandemic narrative to push the vaccine. The reason why is because they orchestrated through uh, Tony Fauci and through Bill Gates and through the World Economic Forum. Uh, and that's very clear. You know, you can go read Peter Bregan's book, you, um, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. There's over uh, 600 pages, over 1,100 references. And you cannot escape the fact from internal communications, from publications and from patents way back over 20 years ago that this was a planned event with the sole purpose of rolling out a, um, a vaccine passport and with the secondary surf, uh, purpose of gaining billions of dollars for the medical industrial complex, which, which you've succeeded. So um, it, it's very clear that that is the focus of the narrative. And the COVID-19 Coalition Corps, the CCC, uh, was given not tens of millions of dollars, not hundreds of millions of dollars, not billions of dollars, but tens of millions of dollars to bribe every single fabric of our society, every single sector, including tens of billions of dollars. Was that tens of billions of dollars? Tens of billions of dollars and do your due diligence, you'll find it. So this is why everybody uh, I suspect is mostly compromised. Now, one of the founding members of the COVID-19 Coalition Corps, there's many founding members. One of them is the American College of OBGYN. They're a founding member. And so, um, and, and I'm sure that all the other boards that put out the exact same threats from a hundred different agencies uh, were given, you know, interest-free and non-payable loans if they followed the directives of the loan forgiveness. And so that's how they're compromised. And, um, and you know, we will get to the bottom of this. I know that the American College of OBGYN has an offshore account, which was valued at $2 million in 1919, uh, I'm sorry, in 2019. Um, and, and that's a matter of a, a simple, you don't even need to do a FOIA request for that. You can search public records and look at the United States IRS tax form 990, and you can see that they held an offshore account. Now, the question is, after CCC took care of them and they became a founding member, of the COVID-19 Coalition Corps on the dole with all that money. I wonder how much is in that bank account now? Uh, we'll find out. Um, I would, if I, um, I wanna answer any other questions, but, um, and, and feel free to, to interrupt me, but I would like to share my screen and I would, I promised Dr. Turner that I was going to show her the data and yes, to... and ju just before we get to that, I've got one question in regards to um, like the CCC and you know all the money they had because here in Easy. no because here in New Zealand, um, what happened was there was a lot of money given to all sorts of 
facets of society basically to bribe people to get this um, gene therapy, bioweapon, whatever you want to call it. But uh, were pregnant women in America, was there like a marketing campaign or anything like that to kind of bribe them? I mean, were they offered like a free stroller or I don't know. I'm just asking because that would interest me if, if they were actually kind of encouraged targeted. and targeted. Um, now, I, I can't speak for pregnant. I, I, I'm sure the answer to that is yes, they were. And, and in fact, um, as you know, over here, they were given phone cards. They were given free beer. They were given um, free groceries. They were given uh, just everything you can think of, everything to, to give the less fortunate people financially a huge incentive to go out and, and um, get vaccinated. And several people got vaccinated multiple times. So you're absolutely right, Hannah. You're absolutely right. All right. Well, um, then without further ado, let's uh, see if we can make this work um, with screen sharing. Yep, we've got that. We have. Now, what I want you to focus on here is this is my search bar. And I put all I did was put Pfizer 5.3.6. That's the name of the document. Um, and then and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to double click here. And it's uh, no, actually, I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to double click, uh, go down and find the link to there it is 5.3.6 post marketing experience PDF. And this is on the, you can use any of these websites, but I want you to go to the phmpt.org. That's the one I'm going to go to. Now, I think I'm going to click it on here. So again, it's https colon forward slash forward slash P as in Peter, H as in Harry, M as in Mary, P as in Peter, T as in Tom.org. And that's uh, public health and medical uh, providers for transparency. The problem I have with, with the whole argument is that on every side of the equation, they will point to studies that support them, that support their narrative. It's just like anything else. If you uh, police officers used to investigate a crime by looking for the evidence, following it to its ultimate conclusion, and there you should, at the end of the day, find the perpetrator. These days, they target somebody and build a case towards them, much like Pfizer um, has suggested an outcome if you take their magical serum, their snake oil. Snake oil. Um, and they have suddenly got studies to show how they're doing it. That's something that um, is really puzzling me. Now, that could be on both sides. But you, however, highlight their own documents to prove how bad it is, don't you? Yeah. So um, I think you can see this 30-page article that I pulled up by double-clicking on that. And you'll see this is this this is the document that Pfizer tried to block and say, no, federal judge, we, we can't release that for 75 years. Why would they say that if they had nothing to hide? Um, and the federal judge said, no, you drop it. They performed, this is law, you have to drop, you have, they ordered. So here it is, this is what, now I'm going down, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but I do want your readers to, again, to know how I got there. Um, 
and I want them to, you know, you just go to, you can't use Google, by the way, you got to use a non-biased search engine. So DuckDuckGo or one of the other ones and just put in Pfizer 5.3.6 and here's a document you come up. I've had this for 18 months, actually almost 20 months. Um, now I'm going to go down to page seven. This is, you can't make this stuff up. This is, this is Pfizer's own data, okay? There's page six and there's page seven. Okay, now, I want you guys to read so that you understand the case outcomes and you got the one, two, three, four. It says fatal cases. What does that read? 1,223. So Pfizer themselves reported 1,223 dead. Now understand this is only, it's from, from December 1st, 2020 to February 28th, 2021. This is, that's about not quite 90 days, close to it, 90 days. But what's important is on December 1st, 2020, all the samples were sent out. So they didn't even start getting rolling up and administering the samples until a week or two or three later. So of these patients in this report, you're looking at probably, you know, 70 days. Now let's put this in perspective. I wanna be very clear about this to Dr. Turner, to your listeners, to you guys, I'm 69 years old. When I was a second year, first or second year medical student with my brother, Ken Thorpe, at Wayne State University School of Medicine in Detroit, Michigan, um, we were in our um, first and second year of medical school, respectively. I was a young pup, 24 years old or something, and swine flu came out. Um, it came out interestingly, it came out of Fort Detrick, which is one of our bioweapons lab. It came out and um, we launched a vaccine, swine flu vaccine. And shortly after it came out, um, you know, I don't even know if it was less than 90 days, um, there were only 26 deaths associated with the vaccine. In other words, people that died after they received the vaccine. There's never any causation. This is a pharmacovigilant tool. It was immediately ripped off the market. 26 deaths. 26 deaths wow. forever wow. removed from the market. Now, fast forward to 47 years later, and now I'm sitting here. I'm showing you Pfizer's own internal documents that they were forced to disclose to the public it was given to the CDC and the FDA on February 28th, 2021. FDA and the CDC sat on it. They're still sitting on it. This is truthful data. Nobody is listening. This vaccine should have been, first of all, the vaccine, as I alluded to earlier, it was illegally put on an emergency use authorization because there were therapies that were safer and more effective than the vaccine. You just made it an illegal roadblock and suppressed and annihilated the people that differed from your bad misinformation. 
This is serious. I just want, I just want to cut in here and just say, like, how th- th- this is this is absolutely um, damning evidence. And people in New Zealand, especially in the New Zealand mainstream media, need to actually seriously look at these Pfizer documents and realize that 1,223 people died because of this and Pfizer knew about it. And this information has gone around the world to governments all around the world and and health ministries and all the governing bodies. This is not uh, unknown. And here in, in mainstream media, you know, Jesse Mulligan from the project, you know, you quite happily acknowledge that you're not allowed to talk about this stuff and anything that goes against the vaccine is, is not allowed to be discussed. I mean, come on, you guys have got to start waking up and realizing you're part of this criminal rollout. Yeah. I've got to calm down again. No, <laughs> no, no. Actually, that's the problem. The problem is people are trying to be calm. I say get angry because when you get angry, you, you feel compelled to do something about it. That's where we need people to be. I, I beg you, both of you, I know you will. Please get this information, this real truthful data. This is not Jim Thorpe. This is not Jim Thorpe's data. I'll show you my data in a little bit. But this is not Jim Thorpe. This is the enemy laughing at you all the way to the bank. They're on par for making over a trillion dollars from the combined pandemic. And by the way, the, our other series of um, publications this year, um, we, we have uh, COVID-19 and the unraveling of experimental medicine, um, three part, all three of them published earlier this year, first half of this year um, in peer reviewed medical journal. Um, and and I, I do wanna point out that in our disaster capitalism series um, that there are over 500 new billionaires since the pandemic started, <laughs> swimming in money, laughing all the way to the bank, 500 new. So there's a, you know, I mean, there's like a, a new billionaire every 18 or 20 hours or so off, off of the blood, sweat, and tears and their execution and killing of people with their um, depopulation injection. So I want you all to look at this and don't ever forget it because this vaccine should have been removed from the market December 15th. There were way more deaths than 26. But yet we had to go to the completion of this 90 days and there are 1,223 dead and the CDC and the FDA and the hooligans and the murderous killers still won't acknowledge this data. Now, this is fact. You can't debate me on this. This is public information. Doctors, Dr. Turner, you're responsible for this. You were responsible for this data and what you can't suppress alternate views. Sir Karl Popper, a famous knighted British philosopher and researcher says, science progresses by refutation. It progresses by refutation and falsification. I have in just this 18 months, 
I have completely falsified your narrative, Dr. Turner, and the narrative of the CDC and the FDA and the federal government. I have completely falsified it and nobody in the world will debate me. Now, why don't you falsify what I'm saying or try to falsify or anybody in the world, if they had the goods and the data to show the safety on this, then they would have stepped up and debated me two years ago when I put out a general, uh, a general challenge to debate me. Come on, not even the American Board of OBGYN or the Society of Maternal Field Medicine or the American College of OBGYN. Nobody in the world will debate me. There's one simple reason why they won't debate me. They would be made to look like fools. There are no safety data. There never was any safety data. I'm pointing out the emperor's wardrobe. The emperor <laughs> doesn't have any clothes on. Lately. The emperor is naked. And you're all saying, oh, no, he's got beautiful clothes on. This is classic emperor's clothes syndrome. I want to uh, just now you can still see this document, right? Yes. OK, I want to go down to page 12 and. Um, I want you guys to, you know, all the viewers that are watching this either now or later, I want you to remember this document. I want you to write this down. I want you to, the search term, go to DuckDuckGo, Pfizer, P-F-I-Z-E-R, 5.3.6, and go to this document, pull it up. You can get it on a number of sites. I want you to share this with two dozen of your family and friends, and I want it to go viral all over New Zealand and all, all over Australia, because this is evidence of criminal wrongdoing, criminal behavior, criminal. <clears throat> this is responsible for killing and maiming sons and daughters of the global community of the most high God. This grieves God. I want you to go down to page 12. Now, you know, your, your safe and effective narrative in pregnancy, Dr. Turner, you're a liar. You're a liar. Because right here on page 12, here it is, page 12 right here, confidential. Well, it's not confidential anymore. It was supposed to be. But look at it. There were 270 pregnant women that got exposed to this in the first 90 days. They weren't even supposed to be using it on pregnant women. And look at, there were 146 complications after the vaccine in my pregnant women. 146, these are serious complications. 75 of those were very serious. 75 of 124. Jeez. That's like about 27%. That's crazy. I mean, we're talking about miscarriages. And, you know, this is extremely poorly written and extremely confusing. But with my expertise, when I read this, what I see is the same as what the Shimabakuro New England Journal of Medicine article that also pushed the vaccine and the safety of the vaccine in pregnancy uh, a year ago. But if you give this vaccine early on in pregnancy, there's a, a, about an 80% miscarriage rate. That's from this data right here, 
And if you go to the uh, the fake Shima Bakuro, uh, fake fraudulent medical journal, New England Journal of Medicine, um, that is nothing more. It's 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 nothing more than a grocery market tabloid, uh, a um, disinformation uh, from from the medical industrial complex, and all the medical journals are that way now because they're all supported by the pharmaceutical. Uh, and like I said, the, the greatest conflict of interest in the world is these people, um, including, you know, the medical journal articles, the, the FDA, they are on the take, they're compromised. The FDA and the CDC, let this sink in, their operating annual budgets, 46% of their operating annual budget is made up by their income from vaccine profits from the pharmaceutical company and vaccine profits from the patents and royalties that the FDA holds. If that is not the greatest conflict of interest than you could ever imagine, I, could, I couldn't understand. You know, every time I give a talk, I have to declare conflicts of interest. And then, you know, you have this, um, chief editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, this, uh, you, you know, this guy, doc, Dr. Eric Rubin. I mean, you got this guy who's one of the 21 advisors that, that allowed the publication of this fraudulent New England Journal of Medicine article that fraudulently pushed the vaccine safety in pregnancy. It wasn't safe. When you look at their own data, they did sleight of hands, you know, dirty tricks to manipulate over 700 patients that got the vaccine late in pregnancy in the third trimester. It was impossible for them to have a miscarriage because a miscarriage is defined by pregnancy loss before 20 weeks. So they Ill, Ill, unethically, immorally, fraudulently manipulated that 700 patients and they put the denominator over in the first trimester. So they falsely reduced the miscarriage rate from about 80% in the normal range, which is 13%. And this is very clear. And they've never published a follow-up study. That is absolutely shocking. Wow. And um, just in our preliminary research um, Dr. Thorpe, because of course you're you're giving us the data. We're talking about Pfizer's own data here, but we are also wanting New Zealanders to come and speak out. So we've been talking to our midwives here in New Zealand, um, and of course they are, they they are only speaking anecdotally at this point because we have not had an investigation um, into this formally by by uh, the government or any other medical body. But they are saying they are backing up what you have said and. Um, what they're actually telling us is that there is a, in, a huge increase in stillbirths. And recently, one, one midwife told me just um, a few weeks ago, over a two-week period, she had a stillbirth in, in the 35th and the 34th week. And that, that, that is absolutely, um, that, that, that's, that's very, very rare. And another, and another midwife said that normally she has four, she loses four babies in a 12 month period and in a 13 in, in the last 13 months she has lost over 36 babies it's the same all over the world it's the same all over the world Hannah. 
it's it's very discouraging. Same thing in Canada. You know, I, I work a lot with my Canadian colleagues, and you know, uh, and and you know, Dr. Uh, Bruchette um, and and Dr. Uh, Dr. Neil Caro and Dr. Jessica Rose and Dr. Daniel Nagas, um, Dr. Um, there, there's so many of them up there and they're all have the same thing. What I'd like to do is if there's any um, providers down there that are open up to the truth, I'd really like to collate that data. And if it's veritable data, I, I would like to review it and, and with them. And if they're uncomfortable publishing it, um, if I find it to be credible, I'll publish it. Um, that's what I'm doing up in Canada because this is so important. You know, there's a there's the same thing going up in Canada. That, that as you know, there's a bunch of remote areas and they see very very few losses. And I think there was a, one smaller community up in Canada that within uh, within uh, one week they had like 13 fetal deaths, stillbirths. I mean, it's it's just crazy. It's off the wall, and I'm seeing it here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's very, very discouraging. I wanna also, can you still see my screen here? Yes. Then look at the breastfeeding complications. And I've had uh, three babies. Um, I know of three babies that um, were doing beautifully, just gorgeous babies of our most high God. And the first um, feeding from the breast after vaccination, the babies started going downhill. One of them dead within 48 hours from vaccine associated um, uh, what, what we what we call um, thrombocytic uh, vaccine induced thrombocytopenic uh, purpura and and the baby uh, was dead within 48 hours um, the other two cases took a little bit longer but they were presented in nearly an identical fashion of a of an autoimmune disease called Kawasaki, atypical Kawasaki and those babies are dead. Um, those babies weren't vaccinated. They just breastfed. So that's really, really important. Actually, I've got a question for you before we move on to the next part. Can you explain why Nikki Turner is wrong when she says if the pregnant woman get the um, vaccination, she called it a jab, It's a, to me it's a depopulation agenda going on, um, the baby will suddenly, somehow, miraculously, develop antibodies. How is that nonsensical? Well, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I personally wouldn't challenge her. She may, the, the baby may well uh, develop antibodies, but probably I think she was saying that the antibodies she was suggesting are passively acquired from the maternal circulation. And that may well be true. That, that's, I mean, there is a precedent for that. For example, you know, some antibodies are actively transported across the placenta. Um, so, but the, but my point, um, and I think Kelvin, it's very important to understand that antibodies don't equal good. I mean, there's some antibodies that can increase your risk of death from the vaccine. So antibodies in of themselves are, are meaningless and they're not an important part of the immune system, especially they're at their, detected absence or presence. It's, it's, uh, it's nothing more than one of the ploys of the pharmaceutical industry. Let's push this vaccine, we'll show antibodies, and then we'll, we'll tell everybody that these antibodies will protect them. Uh, it's a big fit, it's a big lie. That, that's, it doesn't occur that way. It doesn't occur that way at all. 
Yeah, there's there's always there's always for 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 one side they'll bring out an expert and he'll show some data and some studies. Then on the other side, they will say, but I've got a study and data to show the opposite. How the hell do we discern the truth from all of that? Uh, there, it, I think it's challenging for a medical, uh, uh, a non-medical person, even medical people to, um, like, for example, the, the truth, the fact of the matter is that most physicians and nurses, never mind lay people, they will look at it. You know, I've had people that, um, that think they're really smart and brilliant and they'll throw out everything that's not published in the New England Journal of Medicine because they think that's a Bible. Well, that couldn't be any further from the truth. You know, the, the, in the 90s, there was, a, there was an editor-in-chief, a brilliant lady. Um, I think her last name was Sanger. And um, she resigned as editor of the New England Journal because of how corrupt it was back then. Um, and she's written a book on it. So, you know, this part of the facade of the medical industrial complex is to prop each other up and prop their components up, the journals, and, and say, oh, this is the end all be all, you know, and it's like, no, it's not. It's the greatest spreader of misinformation of, of any other journal between uh, those medical journals are all supported by the pharmaceutical industry. And that's why I prefer to publish in, um, in journals that are open source and peer reviewed um, that do not have income, extra income from outside sources that can influence them. You get much more, much more reliance on that. You see, because I, when this whole so-called pandemic, we call it a pandemic because uh, came out, what we were seeing on TV, you know, the famous shot of the man in Wuhan falling over dead on the um, sidewalk, and and basically it was built like a black plague, little ninja style, coming down the street, wiping everyone out before it. Yet if we turned off the TV and went outside, the physical reality had no, there, there was no connection between what we were seeing on the screen and what we were seeing in physical reality. That has now switched. And what we are seeing in physical reality is a whole lot of carnage and a whole lot of death and a whole lot of adverse reactions because of the bloody jab. And yet on TV, they're trying to show us everything is golden, everything is fine, and we have all the sports stars, we have all the talking heads, the media personalities, the politicians, as if you can trust those bastards, and other people saying how safe and effective it is. Don't worry. You must do it for your family. Do it for your kids. Do it for your grandma. Take one for the team. Take one for the team. And um, it's it's... It's just anxiety, Calvin. Uh, All yeah. these people have just got anxiety when they go to the doctors with myocarditis. And, and the sudden adult death syndrome, of course, everyone dropping dead suddenly is just a coincidence. The ref's blowing the whistle too much. You went to sleep on the couch watching TV. You can die from that, apparently. Climate change is also causing it. That's another, that's another myth in and of itself, but we don't, haven't got time to cover that. We'll be destroying that narrative and hopefully in the next uh, episode or two. Why do you think people have given up common sense, logic, reason, and the ability to trust their own senses and instead subjugate themselves to the um, 
brainwashing sustained propaganda of television? I mean, it's a great question. We've become, um, you know, we're halfway to being robots. And that's what they're making out of doctors. They want to take away our critical thinking skills. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I just want to get us back on track because we really want to focus on, um, yeah, the, the mothers and, and, you know, pregnancy babies. Where do you want to take us next? Did you want to bring up some more um, slides? I just pulled this up. So I, I, this, uh, this is also published in our... Did you get my preprint that we published um, from the complications in the menstrual periods in the obstetrics that we just published? Yes, I think, yes, we did get that, yep. So this is, this is actually referenced in there and it's, I, I forget which reference number it is, but this is a document from the UK government that's fascinating. The UK government has come out, not just come out on their website for, many, many, many months, probably a year and a half or more, buried in their website is a strong recommendation that you don't ever use the COVID-19 vaccine in pregnancy or breastfeeding. Nobody will believe that, but they did so. Why did they do that? They're pretty smart for plausible deniability. Like for example, when in Austria, you know, the, the governments of 75 countries now have banned the vaccine either totally or in segments of their population, over 75 countries. There's gotta be something to that. I'll show you that. But um, one of the countries, um, Austria, have, their government now knows that it's killing a lot of, and injuring a lot of people. Guess who they're blaming? Who's that? Doctors. <laughs> Dr. Turner? They're blaming you. And you know what their logic is in Austria, Dr. Turner? They're blaming you because it's your responsibility to give informed consent, Dr. Turner. And you gave, you didn't give informed consent. You cannot, nobody in the world can give informed consent. You're lying. So you've misrepresented yourself. But the UK government did. They buried this in the back of a document that's been there for two years. Um, in fact, one of the Substack writers just brought this up about six year, six weeks ago and published it. And this is very interesting, their response. The UK government came out within 72 hours and a spokesperson for this uk.gov.uk uh, came out and said, oh, we never changed our position on it. That's all she said. She said that that's misinformation. We've never changed our position on it. Understand that. When evil people do evil things, what did I start this talk out by saying is their evil, um, evil behavior, they accuse their opponents of doing. It's called projection. So what they, what they did was they said, no, we've never changed our government, but they never came out and said, no, we don't recommend the use. They completely issued that. They said, no, we never change our position. And she was right. Their position has been, if you go back on, you know, way back time machine, you'll see that this position has been in place. They just put it at the very, and I'm going to scroll through this. I'm going to screen share right now. So I want your readers to see this too. 
so that and just know- just while you're doing that and uh, while you bring that up i just want to say as well that uh this midwife that we spoke to said that they called Pfizer and Pfizer actually said this vaccine should not, or, you know, gene therapy jab should not be given to pregnant women. Someone's making a lot of money killing people. Simple as that. They speak out of both sides of their mouth. Yeah. Now I didn't catch the last part of that. Hannah. you said what again, that who admitted? Um, Pfizer. So the midwives here in New Zealand called Pfizer themselves and um, Pfizer said to them that it should not be administered to pregnant women. But, of course, that's not what the government told us. Wow, that's interesting. Does she have that in writing? Um, I don't believe she does. Um, it was over the phone. Can you um, see my screen? Yes. So you're at um, www.gov.uk. Yeah. UK government website. Yep. Yeah. Now, now. In my paper, the preprint that is published, this is reference. I think this is reference number 50, and I could be wrong. But um, anyway, it's available to you. So this is the top of it. Um, it says um, this is gov.uk. Um, you know, interestingly, this is actively monitored because the day that the queen died, I popped on here, and they had a little tribute to the queen dying literally within two hours. So this isn't, this is actively monitored site. Now let's go all the way down. You would think that this would be put, the summary of the most important thing would be put right up there, but this is one of the dirty tricks that the pharmaceutical and the governments do. So in order to see this statement, okay, I'm gonna make you dizzy. You got all this nonsense, you know, non, uh, totally unrelated gibberish uh, and, and this is what the whistleblowers from the pharmaceutical industry, uh, Sasha Latipova, um, uh, Brooke Jackson, this is part of their playbook. So you got to go all the way down. I mean, look at this. Um, all the way down. It's like, oh, there's nothing here, right? Uh, there's nothing here. Oh, 3.4 toxicology. Uh, nothing in there. You'd think it would be in there. But... Um, We go down here, um, here it is. You go all the way down and then just read this. In the context of supply under regulation 174, it is considered that sufficient reassurance of safe use of the vaccine in pregnant women cannot be provided at the present time. However, use in women of childbearing potential could be supported provided healthcare professionals are advised to rule out known or suspected pregnancy prior to vaccination. This is very clear. Wow. This is very clear. Here it is right here. And then finally, women who are breastfeeding, it should also not be vaccinated. It's right there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> It's There's the facts and evidence there. coming at you, people. There you go, Nikki Turner. You're lying. Shove that right up your uterus. <laughs> that is just, that is, yeah. I mean, this is nothing short of criminal at this point. It's exactly what it is. It's, a, it's an actual criminal conspiracy against the lives of people. That should be on billboards. That should be on advertisements. That information should be everywhere. 
I still want to know, and I'll say it again, I still want the New Zealand police, I want to ask you why you haven't started arresting these politicians, these um, the medical council, the academia who are coming out trying to push this product, knowing with all the information that's out there, the product's own maker's information condemning the product you are still sitting idly by while these crimes against humanity are being committed. Why? Well, I, uh, that's a great question. It's kind of a rhetorical question. I, I, I don't know why. I, I think that um, I think there's such a cognitive dissonance, but there are some arrests being made. I saw last week a video of, um, I think it was over in the UK, of a uh, gentleman, a citizen over in the UK that um, did a citizen's arrest and they actually served the perpetrators of the crime. So I think that people are getting so upset that this is coming out more and more. I think that the the perpetrators of this um, known crime, uh, they're losing a lot of traction. There's such an avalanche of data that's coming down every day against, um, against the incriminating the safety. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable the data that's, that is coming out and it's still being pushed. I think on this slide, you can see um, this is what should be on the billboards. And by the way, the billboards hung out um, and Kelvin are, I, I think, extraordinarily valuable tactic. And I think that, you know, that we need to go to the people and, and we need a billboard campaign uh, of course, they tried to do that up in uh, Justin Trudeau country up there, and he's one of the fascist killers uh, uh, around the world. I mean, he's right in lock, stock, and barrel with the U.S. and um, you know Five Eyes and New Zealand and uh, uh, Australia and U.K. and the rest of the clowns. <clears throat> but this is a kind of you know simple, succinct messages, you know, large, black, and white bringing out the horrible conflicts of interest, bringing out that Pfizer 5.3.6, you know, the 1,223 dead in less than 90 days. This is rock solid information. And, and I'm looking now at the slide, COVID-19 vaccines and the impact on pregnancy outcomes and menstrual function. This is the, um, all my authors, uh, my co-authors, um, Claire Rogers, I just want to call them out. Uh, She's a uh, physician assistant up in uh, Rome, uh, Georgia. Uh, Michael Deskovich out in uh, Boulder, Colorado, PhD in modeling and simulation. Stuart Tankersley, a military whistleblower close by me, um, lives very close to um, our uh, embalmer friend, uh, Mr. Richard Hirschman. Albert Benavides, uh, the expert, the world expert on um, VAERS. VAERS, by the way, for, for your viewers, is. Uh, Vaccine Adverse Incident Reporting System. It's the United States uh, federal government, CDC, FDA, um, pharmacovigilant tool that was legally mandated in 1986 by uh, the Ronald Reagan uh, administration, because at that point in time, the, uh, the pharmaceutical industries were on the ropes. They were dying. They were killing so many and injuring so many children and adults that they got sued and were gonna go out of business. So they went crying and whining to the administration saying, we're gonna go out of business unless you give us 
um, legal immunity as a huge mistake. They got legal immunity and they've been laughing all the way to the bank since then uh, with the rollout of a massive number of unnecessary vaccines. By the way, the vaccine, uh, all the trauma and the damage in children began in, er, in 1990 or later when these, uh, these pharmaceutical industries just started putting out vaccine after vaccine because they couldn't get sued and making tons of money. Um, Megan Redshaw is a, a lead counsel um, and works closely with my beautiful bride, um, Maggie Thorpe, um, who is also an attorney. And Megan is out of Missouri, but she's the lead counsel for the uh, RFK uh, Juniors Organization, the Children's Health Defense, and also for Trial Site News. And then, uh, do you all know Peter McCullough? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so he's an a, a author too. And, and here's, here's kind of our objectives. What, what I did, what I focused on clinical research um, my whole career. And, and what I decided to do after studying the VAERS um, in depth over the last um, several years, I decided that the best way for me to look at the pregnancy outcomes, well, first of all, I knew in my own mind what I've seen, and I had an idea of what to look for in VAERS data based upon my clinical uh, experience. And so I, I, uh, I focused on uh, um, 14 or 15 variables that, that were most consistent with my general impression. So this is uh, looking at rates of adverse events. We used um, January 1st, 1998 to June 30th, 2022. Um, and the reason why we chose those dates to study is because it was in late 1997 that the influenza vaccine was first pushed, uh, authorized for use in pregnancy. I want to make it really clear right here to you and to your viewers, I'm not an anti-vaxxer, never have been, uh, uh, maybe now towards the COVID-19 vaccine, and maybe now towards the other vaccines, because I, I've seen the horrible um, lack of integrity of our government. And, and I wouldn't ever get a vaccine ever again, nor would I recommend one, because uh, you don't know what's in the vaccine and they've lost all semblance of trust for me and for my patients. So, um, so we, we looked at, um, this is a population-based retrospective study. We used all the unadulterated um, data straight from the CDC. Um, and and we used a um, we used the control group is the influenza vaccine, and for good reason. I mean, um, using another vaccine um, as a control group with a lot more experience and a lot lengthier history is is really important. I think valid because then we're comparing COVID nineteen vaccine to the influenza vaccine. Uh, and, and then uh, we, we didn't have any clinical interventions. We just took this data straight from the CDC and VAERS. By the way, I will mention here that Albert Benavides um, has actively shown um, and has proof positive confident that uh, CDC is manipulating the VAERS and trying to normalize the outcomes and make it look better. And they're doing so with a variety of mechanisms and um, strategies that he's documented. And so to the extent that um, VAERS is throttled 
and a lot of the death cases are removed or delayed. Um, and, and Albert can prove that, but they have not done a good job of scrubbing the data because it's still horrible. Uh, basically, here are our conclusions. When, when we looked at the adverse events of the, of the COVID-19 vaccine compared to the influenza vaccine, uh, it's just unbelievable. We see a substantial, before pregnancy, a substantial increase in menstrual abnormalities. Um, and I'm talking about a almost a 1,200-fold greater incidence. So I'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, dramatic increase in miscarriage, fetal chromosomal abnormalities, fetal malformation, fetal cystic hygroma, fetal cardiac disorders, fetal arrhythmia, fetal cardiac arrest, fetal vascular malperfusion, fetal growth abnormalities, abnormal fetal surveillance testing um, caused by placental abnormalities, fetal placental blood clot thrombosis, low amniotic fluid volume and fetal death. And these danger signals, or if you wanna to refer to them as, as the, the uh, stakeholders refer to them as safety signals are extraordinarily dangerous and breached. Um, they recommend, they say that if there's a, they use a, um, uh, a population ratio, a frequency ratio statistic and they say that if there's over a two-fold greater, then this is very serious investigation needs to take place. Well, these are way, way, way beyond two. Here's our conclusions. Uh, pregnancy and menstrual abnormalities are significantly more frequent uh, following COVID-19 vaccinations than that of influenza vaccinations. A worldwide moratorium on COVID-19 vaccines in pregnancy is advised until randomized prospective trials document safety in pregnancy and long-term follow-up. Um, so here's the here's the odd ratios here. This is this is unbelievable for a menstrual history. This is this is called a forest plot, and this is pretty simple to um, to I'll talk you through this. It's really pretty simple for lay people to understand this because this is a symbol, this represents the risk. So if, if it's a twofold risk, it would be way over here. Please note, this is a logarithmic x-axis. Why is it logarithmic? Well, it's logarithmic because these symbols, the odds ratios would be so far over the right-hand side of the screen, it would be about a mile away. So in other words, if this was one, two, three, four, five, six, linear, these symbols would be a mile away to the right side of the screen. They wouldn't even fit on the screen. They'd be off the chart crazy. That's how bad this is. Wow. Um, so I have to use a, a logarithmic graph to bring them back in. So in other words, you got one, 10, uh, um, 100, a thousand, uh, 15,000. So you get the idea. You have to compress yeah. the data because it's so, so abnormal. So there's our menstrual abnormality, almost 1200 fold, 1192 fold. That's not percent increase, by the way. 
if you want to do a percent increase, you put two more zeros on that. Okay. So it would be like 119,000% increase. Um, same thing with this miscarriage, 57 fold increase. That would be 5,700% fold increase. Um, fetal malformation, 20 fold increase, 2,000 fold. Fetal malformation, uh, fetal cardiac disease, fetal growth abnormalities. You get a great visual. But Ken, and it has, to, it has to be asked right at this moment, can any other cause be contributed to those statistics other than the introduction at a certain time in the equation of a jab? Um, there are potential sources of biases um, so that I'm absolutely 100% totally guarantee you that this data is abstracted legitimately, truthfully, because I've had, you know, um, uh, six authors, uh, you know, go in and retrieve all the data and got the same numbers. And I had uh, several other consultants look at my statistical analysis. They're all verified. To your point, let's, I, I want to be totally transparent. Are, are there other sources of bias? There always is with, with anything, especially with a, uh, with a uh, passive uh, pharmacovigilant tool. And to your point, the, what the uh, medical industrial complex and the politicians and attorneys that have set this pandemic up, they have legislated all the laws and all the seeds of doubt to try to take this um, VAERS monitoring system down and did, um, take away its credibility. Um, the problem is, if they're when and and of course they've tried to fraudulently manipulate it, which they haven't done well enough. So yeah, there are potential sources of bias, but um, you know, for example, you know, if somebody purposefully is reporting a, a lot of falsely, well, you know, that's not going to occur because it's under penalty of law. If if by federal mandate, if if you knowingly submit fallacious information or wrong information, you can be fined and put in jail. So this is um, the other thing that I, I that, so they put all their laws and all their seeds of doubt, but on this slide that, um, can you see that slide in front of you? Yes. Yeah, so here's uh, 32 other completely independent sources that are actually look much worse than VAERS database, the United States VAERS database, much worse. And that goes along and consistent with Mr. Albert Benavides, um, um, suggest, not a suggestion, his proof that they are fraudulently manipulating the data. And it's clearly, I, I've spent hours and hours and hours with Albert and reviewed his data, and it's uh, it's pretty clear they've been manipulating the data. Here in New Zealand, we have an equivalent of the VS system called CALM. Now, in a, an audit in 2016 revealed that only about 26 to 5% due to the cumbersome nature of lodging them um, is ever detected or reported on the system. So you would extrapolate out, say, 20 times to get uh, figures. Now, the disastrous figures you're bringing to us from the reporting zone figures in that, are they yet to be extrapolated or have they already been extrapolated in that sense? Um, the, are you talking about... Um, no, I, I didn't follow exactly what you're referring to, Calvin. On your VAERS system, 
see over here it is voluntary to report adverse reactions it is not uh, as a matter of law so we only capture according to their own 2016 internal audit 2.6 to 5 percent uh, of all reactions are actually reported and captured on the system therefore in order to um, get figures to bring it into some semblance of reality you would extrapolate out 20 times the figures being reported. So if you've got two deaths listed, it would become, what, 40. I gotcha. None of this data is extrapolated, nothing. This is all wow. their data, none of this. And, yeah, and you know, a... you're right. I mean, we have the same issue. I'm, of course, the um, there's a lot of reason. I would suggest to you that uh, in, in this era of the pandemic, the under-reporting factor is far less than prior vaccines because um, everybody's overwhelmed. If we report any abnormalities, we're immediately uh, defiled and uh, chastised and have uh, sanctions brought against us or criticism for reporting true data. And it's a very lengthy process too. And a lot of the physicians just don't have time to do it. Um, but I wanna go through here, if you, you know, if you don't believe the VAERS data, which, which you should believe, I just showed you the recommendations from the UK government. Yeah. And I, I, it was very important for me to show you that because most people don't believe it. And I just pulled it up online. It's still there. It's been there for a long time. But it's totally separate from UK.gov is a UK yellow card system. And the UK yellow card system shows much more uh, adverse effects than the bear system consistent with Albert Benavides. And it's not just United Kingdom, it's also the European Medicines Agency, UDRA Vigilance Program, same thing, horrible outcomes. And it's not just these four, it's also the World Health Organization, Vigi Access. So all of these countries are showing much worse outcomes than theirs consistent with Albert Benavides' um, conclusion that it's being manipulated, clearly it is. But here's another interesting thing, um, numbers, number five. Do you realize Edward Dowd, uh, uh, incredible uh, mind, um, and comes from a numbers guy, I, I believe he's financials. I think he was in BlackRock, but He's made this startling, like Steve Kirsch, you know, they have come out and I, I, don't, I, I don't know where he stood before working with BlackRock, what his, um, what his level of knowledge or his political persuasions are. But what I do know is this guy is very erudite. He's very brilliant. And what he showed last year was that there were 61,000 dead millennials in just in the United States alone, 61,000 dead millennials, excess mortality, uh, all cause mortality, 61,000 unexplained for. Now, mm. understand that I grew up, I was a kid, you know, in the late 50s and the 50s, the 60s and the 70s, and I was Vietnam, um, you know, I was military and, and um, I didn't serve in Vietnam as I was in college, um, but my point is that it took 15 years for uh, for 58,500 of my 
contemporaries of the time to be killed in Vietnam, 15 year war, 15 years. And they knew what they were signing up for. They knew that they had a chance, you know, of, of going over there and being killed. But you know, 61,000 dead millennials in just six months of last year, uh, let that sink in. You know, these poor kids, they didn't sign up for a war. There wasn't a war. This is exactly the war was on them. Did some of them die from drug overdose? I'm sure some of them did, not many. Did some of them die from COVID-19? Probably not many at all. Did some of them die from suicide? Probably some of them did. And by the way, the late, latest figures suggest that the COVID-19 vaccination is also associated with a startling high rate of suicide because they're thrown under the bus, because they're permanently damaged and they have no reason to live. So, yeah, suicide. Again, this big, should be front page news. It should be, but it never will be. Yeah, Substack just came out. Um, interestingly, recent. Um, it, um, well, I won't go into any anecdotal. Um, let's let's talk about number six. One American insurance company is one of the largest insurance companies in the United States of America, I think, in the world. And the CEO is based in his company. This large corporation is based in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I believe. The guy, the gentleman's name, last name is Mr. Davis. I think his first name might be Scott, although I could be wrong on that. And he announced really late last year at the early of 2022 that the all-cause mortality from their actuarial analytics was up 40%. Let that sink in. Let me talk about what that means. A 10%, as Mr. Davis pointed out, 10% rise in all-cause mortality death claims from the insurance industry is a bloody disaster. It's a three-sigma event, a three-sigma, one-in-200-year black swan event. That's just 10%. It totally destroys the insurance industry. It totally destroys their profit, and it totally... Uh, they essentially go bankrupt, a 10% rise because that's these actuarial analytics are life. They're the lifeblood of the, of the insurance industry. So these are brilliant geniuses who have to get it right. They can't make a mistake. Otherwise they'll go out of business. That's what they do for a living. I trust them. Okay. So a 40% rise when I say a three sigma event, what I'm referring to sigma in math or statistics is a standard deviation. So if you take three standard deviations above the mean, you're talking about um, so far statistically elevated, a 40% increase would be a 12 sigma event, 12 standard deviations above the mean. And it would be a black swan event of the proportion only occurring one in 800 to a thousand years. So we're basically right out of the statistical realms of possibility on a normal day without the introduction to a component that completely changes that landscape. Yeah. 
Uh, number seven, Lincoln Insurance Company, exact same song and dance, exactly the same, another huge insurance company. Number eight, you know, uh, uh, there's like these young doctors are falling dead all over the world. And especially in Canada, because uh, fascist uh, Fauci buddy up there, Justin Trudeau is pushing the vaccine like nobody's going out of it. I mean, it's unbelievable. And uh, history will also record that he has a massive, uh, I, I suspect, a massive conflict of interest with owning stock options in the pharmaceutical companies and uh, maybe maybe some patents. I don't know, but he's clearly compromised because he can't. He's deluded. He's he's totally deluded. Um, 33 dead Canadian doctors. These are healthy young doctors that are dropping like flies. And this is in a short period of time. I don't have to tell you that athletes are dropping dead uh, in an unprecedented rate all over the world. Football players, tennis players, track stars, mountain bikers, uh, you name it, basketball, baseball, hockey, uh, you name it. Um, all cause mortality is way up in every single uh, country, every database we have. Um, Dr. Palmer and Bobke uh, came down in the vac unexplained vaccine deaths after the vaccine. They 93% uh, of them were proven to be due to the vaccine in formal autopsy studies, brilliant autopsy studies. And I've reviewed this with um, with many experts, and and I looked at all their slides. Um, and by the way, my Getter account, uh, G E T T R Getter at James A Thorpe M D. Um, I post multiple postings every day, and all this stuff is on my Getter account. I've been deplatformed off everything else, but I post a lot of their slides. They're, they have really they have put the nail in the coffin. The vaccine is killing a lot of people. Uh, Dr. Arnie Burkhardt, pathologist from, uh, from um, Germany, same thing. Alexandra uh, Latipova, I, I want to go into some of her stuff, which is, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go down on another, another slide because I want, she's a whistleblower. You all know Richard Hirschman. Um, yes, good man. Canadian stillbirth, uh, I talked about. Um, birth rates are down in every country globally. It's unbelievable. I can take the same curves from every single country, and they're down by over 10%, on average 10%, some of them more, some of them a little bit less. But again, that's a three-sigma event. When you start looking at the decrease in birth rates, and you add that to the increase in all-cause mortality, um, I want to come up with a mathematical model of, you know, we're supposed to be approaching a, a world population of 8 billion, but I think through some, um, as we gain more data, it would be really important to uh, look at what the world population will uh, show up to be. The deaths are not stopping. The shots are flowing down, but the deaths are not stopping. Um, I want to go to, um, I'm going to, if you guys want to interject a question while I put up some more slides. Yeah, we'll go, we'll definitely go to Alexandra um, and the information you've got with her because whistleblowers, especially from being on the inside, coming out with the actual evidence and saying, boom, there it is, argue with that. 
that's gold. And it shuts up all of these tosses who are on mainstream media all the time and on all the governmental platforms and all their experts that they trot out. The one thing that really gets my goat up is the fact that they use modelers predominantly and nothing more. But computer modeling. Computer modeling only. It's just like the whole virus sequencing was done in a computer, not in reality. Um, And it's the jab that's causing the problem because as you rightfully uh, stated, everything's going fine. We introduced the jab to the world and boom, all hell breaks loose. That's right. Um, So I want to show you this slide because this is, this will really upset you. It it really, really upset me. Um, Very upsetting. I know I'm, I'm running short on time here. I know I'm keeping you guys, um, but I'll, I'll make this. Believe me, if, if you've got even one piece of evidence that can save a life, we we welcome it. Okay, here we go. I'm going to screen share again. And actually, I've delivered a lot so far, <laughs> which is good. I think you see that up on your screen now. Yes. So she's a brilliant really, really brilliant. She might be one of the most brilliant people I've ever met, but she is um, not quite my age, um, but she's younger than I am, but she's been in the, I don't, I won't guess her age, but she's um, been in the pharmaceutical industry for a long time. And she's a whistleblower and her name is Alexandra Latipova. Um, and she goes by Sasha. She's really, really a brilliant woman. And this is what she found. She has internal documents, and we broke this on Epoch Times. Um, this was published on August 15th, and you can look it up. You should read it. It's, it's very, very stunning. She brought documents, all the internal documents from the pharmaceutical companies, showing that they're mandatory reproductive toxicology studies were dry lab. And they found very significant problems to the pregnant animals, what they call the dams. Um, And they were a very serious skeletal um, abnormality that developed in the dams, the fetuses, after they got the breast, after they got the the pregnant um, animals got the vaccine. And... um, I want to explain to you how serious this is, how serious it is that they pulled the data out, they hit it, and they went and published the study minus the severe abnormalities that they found. They just totally dropped it and they hit it. And they're all in their internal documents. So um, this is basically what is the corollary to what they found. They, the, they had very high uh, incidence of abnormal bone and rib malformation and nodules. And the industry didn't really know what to make of it, but we see the same thing in human beings and where the, there's called a skeletal dysplasia or bone shortening or abnormal development. And this is a picture of of a lethal skeletal dysplasia, which would be the human equivalent. 
So this is on the left is an ultrasound and, and over here would be the abdomen. Um, and this is the head would be up on this end, the feet down here and we're kind of getting a longer. This is the baby's heart. This is a chest, but see the bell shape. This circumference, the diameter of this chest here should be the exact same as the diameter here. And you see how small it is because the ribs aren't growing, the lungs can't grow. So this poor unfortunate baby may go to term, but it's gonna die because it can't breathe after the umbilical cord is clamped. Here's a picture of the demise afterwards. Uh, and there's a picture of the baby. Um, this, no, there's about, oh, there's probably about 300 different forms of skeletal dysplasia. Some of them are lethal, others are not. But I just want to show this picture. Um, this is a picture of a uh, uh, placenta, which is a typical pattern of recognition that I have noted in my practice and, and others have noted around the country, although nobody else will comment on it. I get, I get a lot of placental uh, ultrasounds sent to me and I look at them and you probably won't know what a normal placenta looks like, but um, this very dense, white area is calcification, um, probably an infarct here um, and, and, and here. And this, this very thick white is calcification around the small components of the placenta called cotyledons. And you can kind of get an understanding of how and why this, um, you know, this placental abnormalities occur and the growth slowing and the complications in the baby. Um, this is my cycle story, uh, and this is the CEO and founder is uh, is Miss Tiffany Parato, who's uh, an up and coming mover and shaker in my area, and um, I work with her a lot. So um, she's on um, our team with the Children's Health Defense, and we're trying to outline the exact etiology of all these menstrual abnormalities. She had thousands and thousands of women reporting menstrual abnormalities on their Facebook page. And of course that became an inconvenient, um, very inconvenient to the medical industrial complex, which again, as I said before, every sector of our society has been given bribe money to tow the narrative, especially the social medias, the IT medias, the Googles, the Facebooks, um, the Instagram, the um, even um, even LinkedIn, and all of them are given bribe monies. So anybody that's injured or anything that is published on a, these platforms is deplatformed. So basically, Facebook stole all these patients and deleted thousands of patients that were keeping a, a log of their. Uh, menstrual abnormalities, just totally throw them under the bus. Same thing they do with a vaccine injured, throw them under the bus. They become inconvenient casualties to them. But uh, this is Tiffany's site. We published uh, our first paper. This is uh, this is actually the first paper, Tiffany Parato, that we published, wow. I believe, in April. This is a decidual cast. Um, and I, I think that I will... Um, this is our one of our most recent publications here um, by my older brother, Ken and I, and my 
research team, my beautiful bride Maggie, and our research scientists. This was, this is uh, our take on what is at least contributing to these massive clots, the microclots and the massive clots that. And, and Ken Thorpe, my older brother, uh, who's also one of my mentors, we went to medical school together. Uh, I call him an old fart, like I'm not, but because he's <laughs> older than me. Um, so I, I get to pick on him, but I've, I've learned a lot from him, especially about uh, the energy fields in the body and what we believe is happening. Um, and um, you see all these horrible blood clots. These are compliments of Richard Hirschman. Look at that size of these. These are massive blood clots that were not seen before, uh, not seen before the vaccine. Um, if so, extraordinarily rarely. Um, it's, it's really impressive. And what, um, to what we believe is going on is that the vaccine is causing disease by energy deficit. And I'll try to keep this easy and simple, but we take for granted that uh, at the molecular level and the cellular level, a massive amount of energy is needed for daily housekeeping functions of our molecules and our cells. Just normal everyday stuff. Like every single molecule of hemoglobin in the red blood cell has to change its shape when it gets to the lung versus the tissue. It, it changes shape so that it can accommodate oxygen. And when it gets to the tissue, it lets oxygen go. And then it changes its shape so that it can accommodate the CO2 brought back to the lung. Those are energy dependent processes. And when you multiply that times uh, trillions of hemoglobin molecules in the body, that's a large amount of energy. Now, where is that energy going? Well, number one, there's an energy theft because the vaccine uh, with its pseudo-uridinated RNA is completely changing cellular function. So it's stealing energy from the immune system and from the body so it can't perform its normal functions. And then what happens is these proteins in the blood misfold. They don't do their normal God-ordained creator uh, planned folding and unfolding, folding and unfolding. No, they misfold and then they start aggregating like a stalagmite in a cave, except it's in the vascular system, making longer and longer clots. And these clots so are very different from the clots that I saw before the pandemic. They're caused by protein misfolding not by fibrin, fibrinogen, no, it's different. And they're not as easy to treat. So that's all I'll say about that. I'm getting too deep into the weeds here. Would it be fair to say that these jabs are induced immunocompromised systems, like giving you AIDS? Like VADS. Yeah. Uh, the the jab, uh, and, and you know, I... I, when I use vaccine, and I apologize for using that terminology, it's a misnomer. Yeah, I hate it as well. Understand that the reason why I use vaccine is because otherwise people will turn me off. If I don't refer to it as a vaccine, I don't relate with them on their wavelength. So that, that's why I kind of, I, I totally agree with you. This is not a vaccine. 
definition of a vaccine has been um, totally um, conflicted. So you're basically saying that it's um, it's changing the way cells develop naturally, and that's why we're seeing even the, like the calcification of the wombs as well. I think that that uh, it is my opinion that most all diseases at the end of the day are caused by an energy deficiency in various organs. Um, like for example, Alzheimer's disease is caused by a deposition of misfolded proteins in the brain. Um, you know, Parkinson's, same thing. Many, many other diseases. You, you probably remember the, the Curie disease and, and the, um, uh, the prion disease. These are misfolded proteins. And what I'm saying, Hana, is that there are a massive amount of energy required to do normal functions, normal yeah. physiologic functions that are created, ordained our bodies to do. And when we start stealing energy from the cells and put the cells machinery to make spike protein, it requires a lot of energy. And then the spike protein uh, is stolen away. So instead of folding and unfolding proteins appropriately with energy, that energy is gone. And it's gone into creating spike protein, which is a bioweapon that is produced in the body and goes out and causes all the, uh, the death and destruction that it does. It causes an endothelitis. The endothelium is a cell lining of all the blood vessels, capillaries, large vessels, small vessels veins and arteries, and it causes inflammation, disruption, and that's what they're seeing in their autopsy series. I want to just, this is, um, I mentioned that COVID-19 and the unraveling of experimental medicine you see on the slide. This is part three. This is a, a really, really important series. Um, all three of them have been published in peer-reviewed medical journals. I want to show you one thing that I've done here in this journal article because it's very, will be very helpful for you. It'll drive home the point and it's rock solid evidence. In March, when I published this, I did a thorough literature research of the world literature. And in the preceding 15 months, I found 1,366 peer reviewed medical publications documenting death and major complications after the COVID-19 vaccines all over the world. Wow. Now, now let's, let's get a grip on this. Let's think about this. This is extraordinarily important. This is almost 100 articles a month that are coming out from investigators like myself all over the world that are putting themselves in harm's way like I do by publishing on this stuff, they have nothing to gain by publishing it. If they publish it, they become mocked, criticized, ostracized. And so each of these articles, 1,366, might have, you know, I don't, a few of them might have only one, but the vast majority have two, three, four, five authors. 
So you might be looking at 5,000 authors here who have put their reputation on the line for truth, okay? There's almost 100 articles a month. And by, by now, there's over 2,000 articles. So what I did, I read and studied every single one of these articles. I reviewed it. I categorized them all. I put them all on a standard academic format um, for a, a formal uh, reference on, on medical literature. And I, public, I, 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 I assembled all 1366 references. And then I did something different. I categorized them by the complication. This, and this is a published table in this abstract here in this manuscript. And so you see that uh, by alphabetical order, anaphylaxis, anaphospholipid antibodies, and arterial and venous thromboembolism, look how many of those there are. This is the first column, the subject of the complication. This is a number of publications that I found, and this is a reference number of the list. There's almost 175 pages of references, just studies. And the journal was so impressed with it is they published this as a completely separate appendix. So if you go to this article and your viewers go to this article, all this is the same table. It's, it was too long to put on here. This is the top half. This is the second half. You'll see that it, there's 1,366 references and you can go to any reference um, and we're gonna keep this updated costs a lot of money to do this. It's very expensive, but it's very helpful. And in the bottom of every online page, you just double click right here on the hyperlink and it takes you to the separate appendix, number one, and it takes you to any article you want. So it's very, very valuable. And here's wow. the point that I wanted to drive home. When I did the exact same world literature for all the other vaccines except COVID-19 for a century, there's hardly any. What does that tell you? What does that tell the average physician and layperson that, you know, say in the in a century, there's probably less than a hundred case reports of other vaccine complications? Yet in just 18 months or 15 months, there's 1,366. Yeah. Let that sink in. It tells you that there's a there's a plan underfoot, and it's a nefarious plan. They're trying to basically remove a lot of people. Okay, even before you get to that conclusion, though, there is something seriously wrong here. <laughs> like, and this again should be mainstream media headline news every single night of the week. That's why countless bit of media in New Zealand is one of the only um, real medias left on the bloody land here because everything else is bought and paid for. The journalists have whores, just like we've got political whores. Hell, there's whores everywhere, turning tricks left, right and centre for a good buck. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to necessarily answer the question of why. Like, people always go, why is this happening? Like, why would they do that? Like, that is not up to us to answer at this point. We have to look at the evidence that says it's been and done. actually say this is happening okay we need to get all the evidence i mean it's all there uh people just need to look at it and take it seriously someone needs to be arrested that's what should be happening so is there anything else you wanted to um tell us doctor or did you want to kind of summarize your main points i i think i'll summarize the main points um 
you know, for those of you who have been vaccinated, don't take any more boosters. Don't trust your government. Don't trust your doctors. You can't trust any of us. We're all on the take. We're all compromised. Um, I used to hate attorneys, although I married one and I love my beautiful bride. But I used to have very little regard for attorney because I thought they were a bunch of scumbags. Well, come to find out over the last two years, um, the two professions that I respected the most, pastors and physicians, now make the attorneys look like altar boys. I have so much more respect. I have zero respect for pastors anymore or for physicians because they've all been tainted with the bribe money. All the pastors of the church have been tainted too. They're all pushing the back. The two people that you trusted the most in your life, your doctor and your pastor, you can't trust them anymore. They're liars. They're taking money for gain and they're killing their patients and their congregants, period. I, I, I wanna summarize, if, you're, if you've been vaccine injured, um, there's hope for you. Okay, just go to the uh, FLCCC website, and I've helped those brilliant doctors, Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Paul Merrick, uh, that whole team with all their uh, protocols nationally. I'm kind of like their maternal fetal medicine OBGYN uh, national advisor, and they do a great job. There's, there's, I don't want you to lose hope. If you made the mistake of getting the vaccine, you have hope. Just don't take any more and get on the nutraceuticals, the vitamin D3, you know, 5,000, 10,000 units a day. Get on the vitamin C, get on the iodine, get on the zinc. And if you're having symptoms from a vaccine injury, get on the ivermectin and or the hydroxychloroquine. These are extraordinarily safe drugs and a tincture of time and those immune enhancing medications will we'll get you better, God willing. Okay, um, for those of you who are pregnant and want to get pregnant, there's hope. Just do not take any more vaccines. Wait at least six months. Take those same medications to help your body heal, to correct your energy uh, deficits um, before you get pregnant. And that's really all I want to say. I have one more. I want to apologize for this, but ask your permission. I, I would like to promote two books. They're not mine. I have no conflicts of interest. I don't, but these are books that are extraordinarily important for every citizen in New Zealand and Australia to buy. And this is why they're, they're rewriting history. They're taking all the medical documents down. They're taking all, they're rewriting history. They're taking down statues of people that we revered in our history. They're rewriting histories. They're taking everything off the internet. So please buy a, this book. This is Dr. Peter Bregan and his beautiful bride, Ginger Bregan. Um, you can read the title, COVID-19 and the Global Predators, We Are the Prey. Um, I don't, yes. whenever somebody asks me, why do people, why? This can't be possible. Why would any, why would your government ever do anything like this? I just say, read the book. This is uh, 600 pages. It's the most well-referenced book I've ever read in my life. And if you want absolute documentation, which is, it's all in this book. 
there's 1,100 references. It has internal documents that were taken off the website of the World Economic Forum. It's got data from uh, patents and the names of the patents, the years they were filed, incontrovertible evidence that this was a planned pandemic for the sake of, yeah, maybe taking some of the population out, but more importantly, getting control. I think that Kelvin yes. uh, and Hana talked about this and it's all about control. And if you don't stop these murderers now, they're gonna come at you with the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You need to stand up and fight. Do not take this vaccine anymore. The next book, and please buy this book. Even if you don't have time to read it, put it in a bookshelf because this is gonna be um, not quite as important as your Holy Scripture, but you know both of those are gonna be taken away from you. So get this book. The other one is from my dear friend, um, Doc, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I don't, uh, I'll get his book. This is um, RFK Jr.'s book. This is a brilliant yes. book. Great. Uh, yeah. The Real Anthony Fauci, and it's very well referenced. And you know, you wanna know where I got my 46% of the annual budget of the FDA and the CDC? RFK Jr., He's, his children's health defense. And I, 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 I will tell you that I didn't have a high opinion of, of him or of Andy Wakefield earlier in my career because I was I was I was brainwashed from that medical school and the medical industrial complex, and I, I since have studied all of their documentaries on the children's health defense, and they're all 100% accurate. I did my due diligence, and Aunt, Dr. Andy Wakefield and and Dr. and attorney counselor uh, Robert. Fitzgerald Kennedy Jr., uh, those two individuals are the people that opened up, and I owe them a deep debt of gratitude for what they did. And just one of the books, my dear friend, Dr. Peter McCullough, also, an he's an incredible lawyer. Uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, I call him my brave heart brother because I'm, I'm Thorpe, um, and, and I, I I have a Scott last name in, in my father's ancestry and both Dr. McCullough, um, I'm a McCluskey. So Thorpe and McCluskey are both um, descendants of Braveheart, William Wallace. And we, we, both are, <laughs> we both are fighters like William Wallace and we're not gonna give up. Um, this is a great book. And then this is also, uh, this is, Brian Tyson in Fareed's book, um, very, very excellent book. Um, it, it, these, these are four books that, uh, and again, I don't have- a Overcoming the COVID darkness. Say what? The last one's called Overcoming the COVID darkness. Yes. Now, two doctors successfully treated 7,000 patients. There you go. Brilliant. How can we find, Kit, how can people follow you particularly? Like you've mentioned you're on Getty. On any other platform, would you have you been eviscerated from those? Yeah, let's give them the Getter account again as well. The Getter is um, uh, at James, middle initial A as in Alan, last name Thorpe, no E, MD. Um, Excellent. And, um, you know, I, I post a lot. I 
So we thank oh. you very much for joining us. We will get you on again. If you've got any parting words, spit them out. And um, yeah, we're, and thank you very much for joining us. I'm sure you're going to help a hell of a lot of women over here. Well, I, I just want to say again, I, I as as uh, brothers and sisters of uh, the global, uh, my global colleagues, my sons and daughters in the Most High God, I, I I love you both for your bravery, your courage. I I love the people in New Zealand and Australia. I love you. I pray for you, and um, let's be strong and let's get through this and speak the truth. And there you go. Facts and evidence on the side of Dr. James Thorpe. Nikki Turner, you have a long way to come if you're going to uh, debate with him. We've heard crickets from you, and I don't think anyone who's actually sent you that episode has heard from you either. We are keen to get you on here. You'll be treated with respect because what we want to do is get to the bottom of everything and get to the truth. Yes, like Calvin said, uh, we've reached out to Nikki and she has not answered. Um, but hey, that is kind of what we come to expect. These people talk a big game, but um, they don't want to front and actually debate anybody that has a different opinion. Because they don't to actually them. believe they're in crap. Let's face it. No, and um, speaking about crap and farts, well, the government is now going after the farmers. Of course, the fart tax coming in, and farmers getting out on Thursday with groundswell to actually say no, we don't agree with this. The government wants to reduce farming by twenty percent and replace those farms with pine tree plantations now this of course is all part of the united nations world economic forum agenda and we've had a lot of feedback calvin because there was huge support for groundswell back when they did hell of a protest yes. now what we're finding is and what people are really disappointed with is that groundswell is not talking about where these policies are coming from and of course all of you who have been doing your due diligence and researching your little um Backsides off will know, of course, of the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, uh, actually implementing and pushing these policies through our local body councils. And um, Groundswell, the feedback we're getting really needs to kind of put their big yeah. boy pants on and start actually telling their constituents the hard, cold facts and it's it's actually the time is over for bringing people up slowly spoon feeding them and we're really really surprised and really um thrilled i think with how many farmers we've come across who actually understand the bigger picture and i think we all should treat each other as adults yeah. and not try and sugarcoat things and um of course that's our approach here at counterspin because you guys deserve the truth uh and you know first it's going to piss you off but then it will set you free because we don't have time we don't have time to keep saying yes climate change is happening and new zealand needs to play its part no it's bullshit science, like the like the COVID stuff. They've based it on computer modeling. And um, hey, I'm an ex-Greeny, I'm an ex-Greenpeace person myself. I used to buy into it. There is no reason why we need to prop up falsities. That's right. And that's all it is. It's fake science. Climate change is a sham. We'll be having an uh, episode on that shortly that's completely going to eviscerate their uh, position on that, especially with Jacinda Ardern and her Muppet government in earnest about to push this ad nauseum. Because remember, farmers, we told you last year they were coming for you. We told you that it would not just be an incremental encroachment. They are here to eviscerate your industry. They do not want farming anymore. It is to be a thing of the past. It is to be lab-growing meat. Why do you think some of these so-called people like Frontera are actually investing in this type of stuff in direct violation 
of what they should be doing on your behalf. Federated Farmers, where the hell are you? You should be screaming from the rooftops, but you're not because you're lame. Your leadership needs to go. The real farmers, men of the land, women of the land, need to get up, take the reins, and actually focus this. You are in a war for your very existence. If you do not recognize that now, you might as well just line up get jabbed and get on with it. And go and eat bugs because that's essentially what they want us all to do. But well done to all of you who got out and well done to all of you who are supporting each other's causes because um, we like to support all the different groups out there who are you know, wanting to highlight the fact that government is overreaching in all areas of human endeavours in this country. And it's really important that we support each other when we've got a, barrow, uh, a different barrow to push because at the end of the day, we're all on the same side and um, you know, our enemy's enemy is our friend so um thanks to all of you who have actually stood up spoken up when we were under attack when our free speech was taken away when our equipment was stolen and when our right to say our opinion or even to share other people's opinions or to share other people's links was uh, removed we will never ever forget that uh we will also um remember those who who purport to be free speech um, supporters and yet you said nothing when our free speech was taken away. It's not too late however to realise that you know you made a mistake you may not like us, you may think we're a bit uh, brash and a bit straight up but hey we have a right to free speech just as much as you do and uh, we may not agree but we should support each other's right to say it. And anyone who believes National is going to come in and save the day at the next election cycle, you're dreaming. You remember when we were up in Whangarei at the hell of a protest, we interviewed um, Dr. Shane Retty, he's the deputy leader of National. He was and at he the was, time, at least. He was at the time. He was all for taking anyone speaking out, especially the doctors speaking out against this jab, this weapon, because it is, it's killing you. Um, and he was quite happy to have them uh, sanctioned by the Medical Council, who they themselves should be up on charges as well. And we've stated that unequivocally across the board continuously and we have not yet been wrong we always say prove us wrong you haven't you can attack us you can call us all the names under the sun you can make in home ad hominem whatever's it matters not to us we know we're right we know you're wrong and we're telling the people and guess what they're listening despite what you're doing they're listening i tell you what they're rising up the human tsunami of change is coming it is going to sweep you out of power and do not please vote for anyone of those parties currently represented in parliament. They all banded together to silence your voice. They banded together to ignore you when you protested in Wellington. They've banded together to ensure that all of these deaths and this long-term carnage from this jab continues. Remember that when you vote next. That's right. And, um, Speaking of cancel culture, it's not only the MPs that are trying to cancel any other voice, but we've got different um, companies that will not let anybody with a different message actually get billboards out there. So we, with the help of Nick Bush, have got a wonderful a roving billboard out there in the community. In fact, we've got two at the moment out there. One is in Whangarei and uh, the other one is also going to be making its way up to Northland. Thank you to all of you who've made that happen. Thank you to Pete Metcalf who's been um, really diligently getting that around up there in Whangarei. Thanks to all those people who have sent messages saying they've seen it and of course it says release the unredacted Pfizer contract because you Kiwis you deserve to know just how much New Zealand sold its soul for. And further on that, yes, we want a Royal Commission of Inquiry with wide terms of reference to look into this whole debacle. I want to know the communications between Pfizer, the company, and our government officials. I want to know who's been bribed, who's been paid off. I want all communications. I want to see that unredacted Pfizer contract. I want to see what sort of things you've put up there if you fail to meet the KPIs. Why did you push so hard when you knew ahead of time this was causing carnage and death? 
You are murderers. I've said it time and time again. Now, good news, though. There is a bit of good news. We now, Hannah and I, are allowed back on social media so, to engage with you all. Um, the the uh, bail conditions we had have been replaced with. We cannot use our platforms, either directly or indirectly, anything we have control of, to um, incite, incite any of you to violence or to basically cause a civil war that will change the future of the country. So let's give a little bit more time for the good guys in the system. If there are any left, I said that I still believe there is, let them come to the fore and actually save the day. Be the heroes we need them to be. If not, then we have to relook at our options. So it's great um, to be back, and we're really thrilled to be interacting with you a lot again. And we really want to just say thanks to all of you for supporting us and sticking by us and all those prayers, all those messages, all those donations. Every little thing that you've done has just been absolutely amazing. We couldn't do it without you, and we're doing it for you. We're doing it for those of you who um, cannot speak up or you're just not ready to. It's fine. We're doing what we can. Um, in the meantime, we want to run a competition, a billboard competition in, in um total inspiration from these moving billboards that we've got please um either contact us info at counterspinmedia.com if you want our designs or come up with your own design with counterspinmedia.com on it and um, maybe you want to use one of our slogans or you can think of your own but send us some pictures we want to see your billboards out in the community um, whether it's a roving one whether it's one on the side of your vehicle the side of your truck whether it's one on the side of your fence let's get that going we want to see your guys kiwi ingenuity your um, creativity coming to the fore and uh, let's see what we can get going for summer because there's going to be so many people out and about this summer and we'd love to see those billboards driving around at the beaches or at festivals um, and getting those messages out. Good news too, after being able to go back on our social media platforms, I was able to peruse past um, conversations and I can now report happily that troll activity has declined, whether that's because they've all jabbed up and now dead or suffering ill effects and laid up in bed with COVID for the probably the 10th time. Remember, you can't get it, apparently, if you take the jab. Um, that's now in decline. There's only a few left who are trying to hold the line for the other side, and uh, but they're failing as well because the good people are getting on there and smacking them around with facts and evidence, which they just cannot answer. So what do they do? Resort to attacks. Maybe they didn't get enough hugs when they, they were younger. Maybe they got too many hugs and now they're psychologically disturbed. Who knows? But the great thing is um, you can also join in the conversation. If you haven't already, go to telegram.org and download that app. Or um, sadly, if you're on Facebook, you know, that's basically, uh, we're totally shadow banned there. You know, we've got about 150 uh, minimum signing up every day and we're just stuck on 12K. They're not actually adding uh, to the count anymore. Our, our posts aren't getting shared. We're, you know, we're really heavily censored there. So we're kind of on our last legs there um, on Facebook. But um, hey, great that we're still there. Instagram's obviously gone. TikTok's gone. We are on Getter, G-E-T-T-R. That is the Twitter killer. So please join us there because Telegram may not last for forever um otherwise of course rumble which is the alternative to youtube and band.video massive shout out to alex jones and his team who are fighting the good fight and of course steve bannon both of those uh presenters are being heavily heavily attacked heavily um being attempted to take them out of the game by the deep state because they are just speaking so much truth um that you know that that is of course dangerous to the agenda that's being rolled out so uh we've got to give them a massive shout out and um keep up the good work over there in america um and of course counterspinmedia.com sign up for our newsletter if you want to send us a, a coffee or make a donation every little bit counts you guys we we can't do this without you um it's it's you know it's your platform and unfortunately um things do cost money and that's just the way of the world at the moment we do have to replace all our gear because we have not got it back yet 
um, and that will be happening very, very shortly, fingers crossed. And then could we even trust it when it comes back with key loggers and all the other crap they put on them? Absolutely. Uh, so we just want to thank Dr. James Thorpe again for giving us his time. Hopefully you guys learned something. Thank you all for watching. Please share this episode far and wide. And um, come, An episode coming up, we have a midwife um, speaking out. Uh, she will remain anonymous, of course. We will do that for her. Uh, but what she has to say will back up everything Dr. Thorpe is saying and more. Yep. And that's close to home. Thank you, Calvin, for um, continuing to give me the courage to speak out. I really appreciate you. I want it. Yep. Hey, and you, you've got my back all the way as well. What's this? Every strong man has a strong woman. Well, you're that woman, obviously. But we have the people because this is the people's platform, and you are the ones who give us the courage to carry on. Courage is contagious, and we are well and truly infected with that, and uh, we ain't going to stop. I told you last year we were going to win this. The human tsunami of change is built. It has mass, and it's rolling. And I'll tell you what, that dam that the mainstream media, that the government shills have all created, the cracks in that are massive. We're about to blow it. And thanks to our team for keeping the fort going while we were Did I mention about the bail conditions, didn't I? Yes, you did. We're okay, back. just making sure. Remember, no incitement of violence, uh, no causing uh, civil war or anything like that. And we we don't advocate for violence. I do advocate for the arrest of all those politicians, for the arrest of the uh, medical council and all those. They need and a to fair be trial and a good investigation. Yeah, and we have the facts and evidence to convict them. If we can be arrested on suspicion, and some of you out there have been arrested when you went to Wellington and other places or COVID-related things, which is a sham as we know, if you can get arrested on mere suspicion of something, then believe me, with the facts and evidence um, stacked against this government, and their minions, they should be held in custody while the trial is um, heard. Thanks, everybody. It's great to be back. We'll see you on the next one. You can find Counterspin, New Zealand's media revolution, at counterspinmedia.com. And now, on the InfoWars Network, at band.video.